I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men ever. And this week, I will not start the episode off by playing Christmas music. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. very much. It's not Christmas anymore by the time this episode comes out. It's over. It's true. No more Christmas music. Yeah. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. Today is marks a really important occasion for us because we're starting season two of X-Men Evolution. Yes, we are. The episode's called Growing Pains, and I liked it. I liked I did it a too. lot. I liked it I really a lot too. X-Men Evolution. I like this show. Not like disappointing me. Evolution. I you know, I was this morning, show. I was I don't remember what the fuck I was doing, but I was thinking about X-Men Evolution. That's all that actually matters here. And yep. I was thinking about how I'm thinking about it all the time. Every everywhere I go, every chore I do, I'm like, you know what's cool? X-Men Evolution. Yes, I'm just sir. thinking it 24-7. Right. Well, okay. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about how evolution's eventually going to be over right and there's so much other x-men media we are going to consume especially with them coming to the mcu and they're going to get like all these spinoffs and stuff so we're going to have x-men content probably for the rest of our lives and we'll have spinoff podcasts eventually but not right now however (laughs) i was thinking about how so much to do like like by straddling ourselves to the x-men well okay but see yeah i'm we have endless work to do i like how i use the word straddling i don't know why i said the way they okay i like the choice of vocabulary to straddle x-men i will straddle the x-men anytime but my point (laughs) being still stands that will any of them be as good as evolution i honestly don't know we're gonna go into wolverine the x-men after this and i'm already that's gonna be as good i don't know there's good parts about it and there are bad parts but i kind of opened it up the other day to just kind of watch clips of it and i was like this isn't a bad show but there's like absolutely zero emotion on this show it's just like events happening and there's characters here and we're not gonna explain anything like it's fight scenes that's fine but you know yeah it was like during a weird time and it just made me feel like, oh man, is this, I hope we get like good X-Men shows later on down the line because the anime is not going to be that when we hit that. Yeah, I guess we do have to watch the anime. We have agreed to do a There's lot of things There's two animes show. too. Oh boy. Oh There's boy. Wolverine, um, remember? <laughs> I don't remember. I haven't seen these. So I'm going to watch them, them for this show. Thank you. So that'll be really fun. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this episode. I don't know that we need to do it previously on because this is kind of like starting over and resetting well, in a certain way. we can way. say previously on the X-Men and talk about season one real quick. And that I being so, said yeah. is, yeah, well, there's some points here we have to mention. So basically, as you know, with the X-Men, Xavier's recruiting child soldiers and thinking that's of okay. But this is a fan fiction world where all the characters are also going to Bayville High School and hiding themselves. This is a show that is completely about queer coding and everyone's Mm -hmm. gay. It's very gay, especially in this episode. And we have the X-Men, which are, 
you know, Cyclops and Jean, and then Nightcrawler and Kitty, Kitty join, and Aurora's uh, nephew, Spike. Evan. Yes. And then we also have, who the fuck am I figuring? Well, Logan and Storm are there. Oh, yeah. Right. They're, they're randomly Rogue's adults. The Rogue's yeah. a teenager. She was with the Brotherhood, has come to yes. the other side, but clearly is also still sort of friends with the Brotherhood. Also, the Brotherhood are all teenagers, too. And that's. They're punk and badass. We don't really yeah. need to dislike them. They're posed as villains, but we kind of like them even a little bit more than the X Men on this show. Yeah, they're pretty fun. And, like, normally they're led by either Mystique or Magneto, but Mystique and Magneto had a big fight with each other in the two part season finale of season one. And Beasts castle and beast castle yeah and cloaky was there it was so wild it's basically <laughs> yeah. the plot of beauty and the beast well anyway, yeah mystique that revealed that she was kurt's mom and also magneto yes. and this is not even magneto we don't he's know he's not anything he like magneto but mystique is still herself i would say mystique yes. is a fascinating character on this show and we right. love her but they are not in this episode i think because the two of them are still cooling off from their big season ending fight so the brotherhood babies are kind of on their own in this season premiere right well, I should mention that, okay, so first of all, Magneto brought all the X-Men up to what is supposed to be asked right now, which has been tweeted and messaged <laughs> to us about that it was not actually in space. I know, I feel bad that we didn't know this. It's in Antarctica. Yeah, I feel like they, they don't say this in the episode. They do not. We have to draw that conclusion from the fact that you can see the Aurora Borealis and that there's snow everywhere. And I did okay, not even well, pick up on that. That could have been on another planet. That could have been anywhere. Right. And they also still call it Asteroid M. So there's also, that. Also, it's still floating. Right. So but it also explains work? how the ship didn't turn into a rocket. But also, yes. so, okay. So anyway, <laughs> Magneto made everybody do this whole Battle Royale Hunger Games bullshit to determine who was going to live there. And it turns out nobody's going to live there because after Cyclops and his brother that turned out to be alive, Havoc, mm -hmm. Went super sand. They blew up the asteroid and blew up part of Antarctica, but not the whole thing. I you know, guess just like so. A part I don't really fucking know what's happening. And that brings us to where we are today. However, <laughs> oh wait, wait, none of that stuff matters to this. It actually. does though, because Mystique was the principal of Babel High, and now true. she no longer That's is true. because she was gone. on the asteroid, whatever the fuck it is now, and then it blew up. And also, Xavier is that the actual villain of the show. Xavier is the villain of the show, although. You were saying to me before we recorded this that you were like, the Brotherhood are right. They're kind of dicks in this, too. Like, they are not. I think, well, I feel like the <laughs> here's my thing with the Brotherhood on this episode is that they I think they're on the right path, but then they sort of fuck it up. Like they don't. Well, they, I feel like weirdly, uh, shockingly, I think Scott is right in this episode. I, agree and I don't with think that. I've I think, ever said that. And so I'm just going to mark the time Scott is actually <laughs> well, this correct. Cyclops on the show is actually likable. So there is that. He is kind of likable. He is kind of likable. There's a couple of moments in this app where he's like a little bitchy that Jean doesn't want to fuck him. And I was like, Scott, please chill. But I know. other and than that, I was like, like Kurt Scott is, is here. He's ready to give you a blowjob. Like, just come. Down. come on kurt loves you anyway other than that i was like actually scott's an interesting character so like xavier kind of represents like the stay closeted stay respectable don't let anybody know anything don't come and out of the, the closet stay anonymous is, like yeah brotherhood is like way on the other side which is like we're gonna forcibly out you in front of the entire school. okay that part i don't think is correct <laughs> however i do think that they yeah, are <laughs> right in not wanting to stay in the closet that they want right. to be out i think that's right and also 
they want to sort of pave the way to make it so that other gay kids can come out of the closet, but I they guess, do it the but wrong the way. They're going about it is not going to work. Right. Well, I think that's where it's <laughs> believable because they're also teenagers. Because no, I know, I know, they're bullies. They're teenagers. They're also totally unsupervised now because they don't have Magneto. Oh, or I was going to say, do you remember? Do you remember when we were kids and we were teenagers and you told me you were bisexual and then you're like, do you have anything to tell me, Ryan? I was like, nope. And then I went to her and okay, was like, okay, but guys, Ryan, I did Maddie's not fine. go in front of the whole. Okay, well that did happen. You did do. <laughs> that to me i however did not go in front of the whole school and make sure that everyone knew you were gay even though you didn't know it no i didn't do that to you either i just told our like five friends which is not a lot of people and all of them also were like so what do you have to tell us ryan like that's not news (laughs) i feel like that makes it sound shitty but i also don't think i told you to keep it a secret in your I mean, defense. we I, okay. We should probably clarify that we're not actually <laughs> mad about this. So, like, we're it's you know, but we're, we're not. recommending not Ryan to do it. Ryan was Jean Grey. I was Iceman. I'm so mad about it. Twenty years later, no, I'm not. I don't give a shit. I I wasn't closeted at that time. I like went no. back in the closet later in life. But back then, I, know, I was that's like not closeted. Too. It's kind of sad. Anyway, it's fine. <gasps> anyway, There's a cute dog outside. Sorry. <laughs> a dog. Okay, sorry. This is what happens when Ryan War- works next to a window. Let's talk about this show. Because there is a cute dog in this, too. There is a cute dog, and his name is Logan. (laughs) I I, I was going to say Wolfsbane, but okay. Okay, you're right. Wolfsbane is in this episode. You know what? I was actually kind of glad that we happened to watch New Mutants and also that I've been reading these New Mutants comics because the New Mutants are in this episode. I did not know they were going to be here. Okay, it's like... It's like a weird version of the New Mutants. Okay, but they're here and they're yeah. queer and they're the New Mutants. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like a different here. start though. Like Danny Moonstar doesn't come in until season yeah, she's four. She's not here yet. She's she was she clearly gonna there. lead them, but like then you know season four just stopped. So yeah, whatever. but there's Roberto and um, Rain, Cannonball, Magma's and Magma. there too, I think. And then randomly, also like Bobby and Jubilee are there, and they're also teenagers. I'm <laughs> oh, like, everyone is well, the same. Don't forget age, my all... favorite, Boom Boom's there. She's a new yes. mutant. Okay, so. we're skipping all again. We're skipping all around. You know, you know how this the is our favorite. Ages. This is like the trailer for the Mutant Ages episode. Yeah, we're about do you guys review. like this? Do you guys like us running down all the things we liked and didn't like about the show before we just recap the <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, before show? we review it? Okay, so this episode opens up with another sports game, soccer. but instead of yeah. football, it's now soccer, and instead of I nobody like participating, that. Gene's actually in it this I like time. It. So. I like that Jean is randomly playing soccer. I thought it was adorable. She's going to do it for the whole episode. She's really good at soccer, apparently. And she's like just hardcore athlete now. And I I don't know. I like Well, maybe it. she was before. We just never saw it because we didn't spend that much just time never knew with that. Jean and what she was doing. I kind of like it, though, because she's popular. She's like socially competent. It makes sense. She'd be a jock. She's waking up at 4 a.m. and training in the danger room every day. She's probably really good at sports, too. Like, why yeah, not? It makes sense. Um, so she's apparently the star striker on this high school soccer team. She scores. It's dramatic. Scott and Kurt and Kitty are in the stands and Evan and they're all cheering and they're all excited. And then after the game, Cyclops runs up to Gene and he's like, oh, my God, hey! Gene, you're so hot. And then like Duncan cuts in in front of him and like hugs Gene. And he's like, hey, Gene, like, what's up? I'm popular. And Gene's well, like, yeah, Duncan, Duncan has a line. He's like, he squashed them like bugs on a sidewalk. And Kitty's like that Duncan, he knows what a girl wants to hear, which I thought was yeah. a funny line, honestly. It is also, funny because I was like, did you Desi? notice that in this episode, Kitty's Valley Girl accent is just gone? It's, gone. Her, it, it's the same voice, but it's I just. I love it. I'm so glad they she's not saying she's, she's not being like now. it's the totally like icky side like i don't 
now. I kind of bought it too because I feel like it was something that a teenager would just try on for a few days and then be like, that was stupid. Like, you remember like trying like a weird outfit or like just like some or other like, stupid choice and okay. being like, this is what I'm going to do constantly now. And then like a few weeks I can name like, yeah, so many things that. like that period of time where I was like, everyone knows this me now because I wear a fedora, that kind of <laughs> yeah. shit. Okay, that lasted a long time. Let's, and then also, remember that period real? of time when I first started messaging you on AOL and I was just typing in all caps. You're like, why are you screaming at me? And I was like, this is just how I type. Isn't it cool? <laughs> yeah, this is, that's how I feel about Kitty's Valley Girl accent. And now she's just like normal. She's just talking normally. So then Scott suddenly gets really cold with Jean and he's like, we're leaving. Do you want to ride or not? Because he's like mad that Duncan's standing there. Yeah. This is and also Jean a very is teenage like, oh, Duncan's going to give me a ride home. And then Duncan's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Summers, maybe we'll even get lost on the way. And Scott is like, I, okay, you know, driving, really f- that's pretty much expected. And I was like, Scott, he means he's going to fuck Gene. Like, I know. Okay, but it was really funny that? he said that at first. I was like, what is Duncan even saying? And then I like oh, wait, took me like a full hour. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's going to fuck her. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So Gene's sexually active. That's fine. I'm glad she's getting some. Scott's being a little baby about it that's yep. to be expected as well so then kurt and kitty are riding in the car while scott is driving and scott's like being so mad and like silent just seething to himself he's not even watching the road like he's just i know i know he actually does have to like pull out of the way of a car but meanwhile kitty and kurt are like arguing with each other about the pop punk that's on the stereo which i thought was really cute i like the I little it. music they were playing i wonder if we could pull that and put in there but they call yeah, them the stone ciphers i think Real. The Stone Ciphers, their music is so last millennium. Oh, not true. And they rock big time. Tell us, Scott. Scott? Hello? Huh? Yeah, it's a f- another fictional band. I feel like whoever did, I wonder if the song, I wonder if it's another case of them writing the song and adding it in later. Because the last time we did this, it was like a song that was added for like the No, DVD. I remember this one here being in this episode but I, whoever wrote the music for the show did a really good job and it's cute that they like wrote fictional pop music to be on the show probably so they didn't have to deal with rights issues but also it's just like fun for them to do that so like it is funny also that kurt is like i love this band tell her scott and like scott is like not listening to the conversation but i was like oh kurt like you're trying to get your boyfriend's attention and he's not interested he's in just you. like nodding into it but then that's when that other car swerves yes. by them and they have to pull out of the way and mm-hmm. we see cop cars chasing after this car. And so everyone stands there for a second and Kurt decides to unbuckle his seatbelt. But I don't know why we get this shot. That's just like a full a up close up shot of him unbuckling <laughs> his seatbelt. But it's like right in his crotch and there's nothing else in that shot. Yeah. We just have to make sure to see that Kurt was wearing a seatbelt. I actually feel like this was kind of like, okay, it's funny to interpret it sexually, but I actually feel like this was more of an after school special. I think it was too, but I'm like, I'm like, this is an interesting choice. Wearing his seatbelt and you need to wear a seatbelt and don't get into car accident. And they like talk about seatbelts multiple times in the car accident that happens next. They're like, I mean, they do that in X-Men 2000. There's like all this jokes about like, you should wear your seatbelt. And Logan's like, I'm not going to wear one. He flies through like the fucking window. Yeah, it's like that's shit again. So I think that's part of why they had the like long slow shot of Kurt unbuckling his seatbelt to get out of the car. It's like, remember, 
The X-Men are safe and they love safety. And so they anyway, love seatbelts. This, this speeding car is like in a, in a car chase with the cops. There's multiple cops flying by. The car like speeds through an intersection, runs a red light. A school bus pulls out into the intersection and the car swerves to avoid it. And then it ends up like teetering on the edge of a bridge, like dangling over the school bus. Like, I don't even know how it got up there. <laughs> I mean, which so is like There's like an on-ramp why? right next to where he swerved out of the way up onto the bridge above the school bus. That's what happens. But it's him it's the same driver he like pulls yeah, around onto the on-ramp well i know that's him. what i'm saying he's like just causing all these problems for this one school bus it reminded me very also much of spider-man isn't a character who matters like i was expecting there to be some reveal that like he's that a happens a lot like, on the show like they're like constantly taking guy. out these it's very batman and then scott's yeah. standing there he's like oh no yeah i had a lot of trouble with this setup by the way like why couldn't the bus just drive away like, i don't know but then all these news copters show up and kurt's yep. like we have to do something and scott's like no there's too many news cameras and kitty's like okay but those kids are going to die and scott's like yeah. because like if the bus falls okay if the car falls on top of the bus does anything bad happen it's like a 10 foot drop like it's not great for the car or the bus but like I don't know. I, don't know. I, was I think like, this is a pretty low stakes situation, which I didn't hate, by the way, because I thought it was believable that the teenagers would be in a situation that's like relatively low stakes. But by their metric, it's like the scariest shit that's ever happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like for them, they're like, there's no other way to solve this other than using our powers. Like they yeah. think that. And it's like, well, there might have been. That's how I feel about real life, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm constantly in situations I'm like, oh my god, I gotta use my superpowers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that they like didn't put them in a situation that although they have on this show before, they have put them in situations where See, they're gonna die. Whenever there's like a car teetering over a bridge above a school bus, I just scream snapshot and I take a picture of it. Yeah, and then you just rewind time a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's Easy. not actually very helpful though when you think about this particular <laughs> yeah, situation. You can't actually prevent it from happening. Unless the school bus moves. If I rewind the car going over the edge for like five seconds and that school bus actually gets out of the way yeah but which it's still i would maintain it still could have but I, anyway I, yeah me too matter. i was like i don't understand why the school bus is there like yeah, why i don't really get it either but it don't worry about it it doesn't really matter no so it then, doesn't okay so what's happening <laughs> we're okay so this is when scott tells kurt to teleport in there so kurt teleports yeah, the into car the starts car falling like it's it's falling onto the school bus so there's either going to be an explosion where everybody dies or maybe the car just falls and it's fine who can say who knows, who knows? But they don't want to find out right so the car's falling scott just yells kurt Kurt instantly knows what he means and he teleports into the car, grabs the driver, teleports back out again to like throws him behind the bus where nobody can see them and then like runs off. Meanwhile, Scott uses his eye beams to hit the car away from the bus and then it explodes like further away um, from everyone, which I was like, I feel like that really could have gone wrong. Like you could have accidentally hit the car into some people. Well, luckily, Xavier gets him up 4 a.m. every day and makes him train for several hours before Actually, they even go to school. Actually, that's a good point. I should have more trust in these children. They've been training the danger room at 4 a.m. Okay, every day. Okay, let's point out that Xavier is not the one actually training them. It's uh, Logan Storm. and Storm. So they're probably yeah, pretty good right. at what they fucking do. No, you're right. You're right. Anyway, it all turns out great. And they like do everything correctly because all the 4 a.m. trainings have been helping them. 
And um, Kurt teleports back to his friends and then Kitty like grabs them both and like phases them through a wall, which I was like, everyone's going to see you guys. Okay, like, I was like, why did they do that? Why, did they, why didn't they just walk why down the alley? Walk away? Where did they go into? Do they phase into a store and then pop out on the other side and it's just staring and they're like, uh, hi. <laughs> like, know, what the, like, where why? did they go? Why didn't they go back to the car? Where's their car? I don't know. I don't know. They should have just gotten in their car and driven away. Anyway, okay. Well, now anyway, we we're gonna go back to the expansion, mutants. and we get to meet all the new mutants, and I this love is fun. This. I watched this scene multiple times so I could write down everybody. Oh, it's, so it's pretty good. So it opens up with Wolfsbane, who's chasing a frisbee, and she morphs into her wolf form to catch the and frisbee. Catches it. It's yeah. great. And then we go it. over to Roberto, who's Doing like standing in front of Magma Jubilee and, and Jubilee, both yeah. characters who are probably gay. Yeah. And <laughs> And probably dating. They're sitting yeah, I mean, real close together on the bench there. No, in this like, show, hey, Magma girls. and Boom Boom are specifically dating. That is oh, actually right. canon on this show. You're so. right. You're right. You're right. How I, I should have not forgotten that Jubilee is not dating Magma. Jubilee is barely on the show. This version of Jubilee is stupid. I'm sorry. I mean, okay, we like X-Men Evolution, but the fact that they do wrong by Jubilee and Storm, we're mad about it every day of our Those lives. Those are like the two problems with this show. I wonder I if they How were good. How dare they? Well, it would have been interesting if they came back in season four or five. It did like an episode where that character that's a background that's supposed to be Jubilee is living in a mall. She's like, my parents abandoned me. Like, I don't know. That would, have would been be dumb. interesting, and I, I could see this show doing this. I could Me see too. them doing that. Me too, but they don't. We don't get that far, so we don't even fucking know. I know. So Sunspot like sets off his powers to impress the girls, and then he accidentally crashes into multiple man who I think on the show is just called multiple. Anyway, yeah. it's Jamie Maddox, but he's baby Jamie Maddox, and he's like eating an apple and reading a comic book, just like Ryan Pagella as a kid, and like except oh god, she's gum Can loudly. you imagine what happened if you like crashed into me when I was a teenager, and then this. like multiple meat would fall out? You like would anyone be able to tolerate that? I don't know. It'd be so funny if you had multiple. Imagine man's me powers, doing though. like any of the things I did then, and then going to over to Katie and be like, hi, 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 Katie, Katie, Katie. <laughs> That's the first thing I I think that's the first thing I think of. I'm like, if I could clone myself, I would run over to Katie and be as obnoxious as possible. <laughs> well, that's because it's exactly what you would have done as a high schooler. And you would think that I use any of that to be like, okay, I'm going to send all my multiple men to go to all my classes and like do stuff while I party. But then I just would still, okay, they would all stand. would have wanted to go to the classes either. Yeah. You, <laughs> like you would have run into the same problem. It's just, so just be even worse. <laughs> I know. So anyway, uh, multiple like divides himself up as like a defense mechanism after getting bumped into and so we sort of like see how his powers work then Iceman and Cannonball are playing baseball together and I Iceman like makes like a little ice flow so that he can like ricochet the ball off yeah. of it and then Cannonball crashes through a wall to catch the ball Iceman by the way is about to become a main character on this show like he's oh, just yeah. here like not all the new mutants get the same screen time as Boom Boom Magma Iceman does Cannonball yeah. And Jubilee and Wolfsbane and Sunspot, they barely do anything. Oh, there's that other dude, Berserker. He's, he's here too. Yes. Yes. For some Can reason. I, I don't really understand why they chose him, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> he's there in a minute. He is not a new mutant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's then a Morlock. Boom Boom is standing in the background and she's like making a, one of her little orbs, power orbs, and she throws it over a Berserker who is talking to yeah. Jubilee and Amara like next to a fountain. And then that just like causes a bunch of damage because it's boom boom and she's just being a little troublemaker yeah boom boom is 
Agent of Chaos. That's who she is. And then we hear Logan and Xavier talking about all the kids in voiceover. And Logan is like, so these are the new recruits. Looks like we got our hands full. And Xavier's like, yes, a spirited bunch, but good kids. I'm afraid it's going to be even more difficult this term to keep a lid on things and maintain our anonymity. And then Boom Boom like, is by like, the way, shit's just blowing up in the, in the background. I know. There's like laser beams <laughs> of like cannonballs flying by. I know. Yeah. And Logan's like, not to mention the buildings. We're going to need more instructors and a couple of tanks. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I thought it was fun too. And then Storm walks in and she's like, Professor, you may want to see this. And when she picks up a remote, points it at a picture on the wall that's like, you know, a framed photo and it just turns into a TV. I yeah. was like, Why? Why? Charles has too much money. That's the real answer. He's like, I would like the television to look like a painting because TV is bad. There's, a, there's also a lot of, yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff in this episode specifically where I'm like, wow, we actually have this technology now, but like Xavier back then was just Star Trekking yeah, it. Yeah, he was. He truly was. So then they turn on the news and the news is like, uh, so some crazy shit happened on the bridge today and there was like a red <laughs> beam of light that hit a car and Xavier's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so that it, Cuts to Scott, Kitty, and Kurt pulling up to the expansion. They're like, maybe we shouldn't tell anything to anybody about it. And Kitty's like, like maybe forever. And then they walk up and Storm, Logan, and Xavier just glaring at them. I was just standing them. there like with their arms crossed, which I did think was really funny. Like they're yeah. all just standing there, like, did you seriously think you could keep this a secret? And <laughs> but the, here's the good thing is that as far as I could tell, Logan and Roro are not mad at it about it. And the you only know, person who is is Xavier. You say that. This is probably the least mad we've ever seen Xavier be about something, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, okay, I'm not, but he's not, I'm not giving a good lesson here. I'm not saying I agree, but yeah. he's not I mean, he, as mad as he has been in the past. So I was like, it's I think we actually are watching his character change and like evolve over the course of the show, which I would say is a good uh, thing. I don't know. He ends this episode being like, let's brainwash everyone. Okay. I have no other choice. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about this scene where like it's I'm comparing it to the season premiere of season one where he got like really mad at Scott for like standing up for himself at school and like using his powers right. and all that. And like he had to do the same thing in that episode. But like well, he also was they really just mad. were up on asteroid, not asteroid M, you know, and doing yeah, all that shit Antarctica with Magneto. M. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting scene. Because I think Xavier is, like, agreeing with Scott on some level that, like, it's complicated. It's just that he would not do the same thing Scott did. Yeah, but also Xavier's, like, very much pushing for everybody to stay in the closet, which yeah. I don't like that. So I know, but it... Uh, I don't know. There's kind of an unwinnable situation. So Scott says, the thing that really gets me is that I hesitated. I was so worried about anyone seeing me that I almost acted too late. And why? Helping others and saving lives should be the most important thing we do with our powers. And Xavier's like, Scott, I know this is a confusing issue. Yes, helping others is the right thing to do, but we also must remain anonymous, at least for the present. So I think you're right that Xavier is changing, but like, I don't like that he's like, hide yourself. Yeah, but it's like, why are, why are they doing this then? I mean, we've asked this question before. Like, why are they training in the danger room if they're not going to do this? And, and that's exactly what Scott says. He goes, it's like we're hiding in shame. What's the harm in letting people know? And Xavier's answer, and this whole thing is very queer-coded, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Xavier says, because many of these same people are not ready to embrace the fact that mutants walk the earth. 
Look, Scott, I'm not blaming you for what you did. In fact, I would have done the same thing in your place. See, I'm just See saying I feel that like that's you... a difference for Xavier, for him to admit, like, I also would have intervened. Like, I don't know. Right. Anyway, keep going. Well, maybe he's training Scott differently since Scott turned into a man. I yeah, don't know. Scott and is so, seven feet tall now, by the way. Scott I don't looks know. 27. Yeah. Like, I yeah, don't know. By the way, Logan has been aged down, which is important to note because eventually they're just on top of each Ryan other. Because Ryan wants to start shipping them again. I'm not in favor. I, I, can't, I can't go with you so there. <laughs> weird anyway so xavier then says i'm just saying that you need to do what you can without revealing your powers and scott goes i don't know professor i'm having a hard time with this one which i was like out. i like scott i like this because xavier lets him walk out well i, I think this like is quintessentially the 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 path that cyclops in the comic books kind of followed in the past 10 years where eventually he was like i don't really want to hide anymore this is kind of stupid you know it is kind but of stupid yeah I, what, I, what i also took away from this not just the queer coding because this is very much like we're yeah, gay I mean, we shouldn't gay show people like here we it's, are we're gay yeah we're we back be to that. yeah so that's one thing but the other thing i was like i was watching the scene i'm like if the mcu wants to do the x-men they could just pull from this like right here like yeah. this works this yeah. whole conversation that basically is like we've been here all along but mm -hmm. like we're people would be too freaked out by the idea that you know there are people with powers that are not being controlled by the government you know what i mean yeah. so like that would freak them out and i was like they they could just do an x-men evolution and it would work you know yeah i wonder if they're watching this show and like taking pointers from it i would i hope so i mean obviously i want to see them go down more of a comic book group but like i think in terms of introducing them into the mcu i think this right here would work mm -hmm. i agree Anyway, I think it's an interesting scene, mostly because Xavier doesn't fully contradict Scott. No, but he's not giving him really useful advice either. I mean, we can get to the end of the show when we get to the end of the episode, but I don't agree with what Xavier did, but they were kind of fucked no matter what happened. Like, I yeah, don't really I know. know if there was a good way out of it at all. Like, they're kind of well, about to be in a moral quandary. Which is fun. I like it. By I think the end of the season, show. they still are outed anyway, but they're not outed by the Brotherhood. I think they're outed by like the government, which is worse. Yeah, so, it is worse. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Take your pick. So anyway, now we're going to cut over to Scott in his bedroom. He's what? Okay, this is crazy that to me that they even put this in here, but basically... I know, this was like what you do now. Like he and Alex Summers are on a Zoom call. I know, I was like, this is like year 2001 or something like that, right? And so... I know, and they're like on a perfectly crisp Zoom call and Alex is like uploaded footage of himself surfing. Yeah, he's doing like a react video yeah. to himself surfing. And I, I was know. like, wait... How is he even doing this? How are they watching this? Like, this was before Discord. Like, this is before you could, like, easily upload right. a they video have a and show they have it. A, he has a giant monitor on the back of it. I know this because it says IBM on the monitor. Yeah, so, so IBM sponsored this episode. So I, I don't guess know. so. I don't know. But then, of course, Scott opens with, like, again, I'm glad this is not a thing we have to deal with anymore. But Scott eventually goes, who are you surfing against? Little girls. And yeah, Havoc's I don't like, know why No, they little do girls this. are the semifinals, dude. And I was like, okay, so I'm glad that this is not a joke we make in 2020. I know. <laughs> It, it was very tiring to me. So then they have a little conversation. I, I I don't know why this scene is here, but I really liked it. So I was kind of like, okay, like they just have a fun little scene together. I know why it's here. It's the two of them discussing about how they have to keep their power secret, yes, but they, it's really true. hard for them to do that. And sort of, they don't want to do that. That's what yeah. it is. But also Havoc's like, I don't know if I want to reveal myself to people or not. And Scott's kind of 
also facing that. Yeah, so- it's just like a nice little realistic conversation between teenagers with powers. So Alex is talking about how he wants to maybe go pro in surfing. And Scott yeah. is like, really? I guess that means you won't be joining us here at the Institute for a while. And Alex looks kind of sad. And he's like, that's going to have to wait. I don't know, Scott. This whole thing about being a mutant. I don't know. And he like doesn't complete his sentence, which I liked that. I liked that too. He says like this whole thing about being is... You know, and Scott's like, yeah, it takes a little getting used to it. But then yeah. I like Havoc using his little finger to blast the door shut. Yeah, and he goes, I thought but that was these cute. powers are cool. And he's like, I'm learning stuff. I'm like learning how to use my powers. And then I yesterday know, it- in the cafeteria, I pointed in an enchilada and it it blew up. (laughs) And Scott's like, I hate it when that happens, but I'm like, Scott, what are you doing? Take your glasses off in this cafeteria and just looking at food. I think he was just kidding. Like, I think he was just like, oh yeah, I I hate it when that happens. Like the way that you say that about something that like should never happen. That's how I took it. And then Havoc's like, yeah, it's tough keeping the old blasters a secret. And Scott's like, yeah, tell me about it. And I think that's why it's here. I I thought it was a good piece of writing. I thought it was a good scene. I really liked it too. It just felt like a realistic scene between two teenagers in this specific situation. It was yeah. I also wonder if like this show was eventually going to sort of do sort of like X. What is it? X factor with these characters Mm. because he and Forge have both been introduced, but they're not on this team, right? Uh, And Pietro obviously. Remember Forge being like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with you guys. Don't worry. So, (laughs) but like, I wonder if they would have come back because I think they were going to do Polaris in season five or something or whatever it was. And if they had done that, I'd been like, okay, so they're all characters that could sort of be a separate team from the X-Men, but also aren't rivals like the Brotherhood are. I don't know. I was interested to see. And the multiple mans here, so they have everyone. Mm-hmm. That's a cool you know? idea. I wish this show had gone on forever, and I'm really sad it didn't. That's mainly well, how I feel about we'll all of this. We'll just petition it for Disney Plus to pick it up. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're going to go back to school, and Scott's back hanging out with that gay kid he hangs out with that like we see sometimes. Paul. Yeah. Except oh, if Paul. Paul is not secretly Mystique. Paul has been secretly Mystique in the past, but he's not this time. And you know how I know? Because she's somebody else in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, how did you figure it out? Did you see oh, it before? I just remembered it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was hoping that you had it remembered. It was no, gonna be like a big reveal for you. No, that would have been amazing if I had guessed it. No, I just remembered. This okay, Paul but like, and... this is even. Okay, we'll get to that in a second because no wonder Rogue kills Mystique on I this know, show. This oh, fucking Mystique. She's so awkward. Like she's trying. She's so trying so hard. hard to be close to her children, but like in the weirdest way possible. So anyway, the reason why all these characters are in this scene is because everybody's gathering for an assembly at school. So they're all like in the gym together, and they're all gathering. Do on you the remember stands. gym assemblies? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, this really took me back. So then Scott and Paul are in the stands, and then Jean walks in, and she's like way far away from them. And Scott's like so fucking excited to see Jean, which is kind of weird because they live together. So I was like, don't you see her like literally every day? I don't but know. But then he like stands up and he waves at her, like thinking she's gonna come sit with him. And she waves. She waves. She waves also. back, but she's not waving at Scott. She's waving at Duncan. Okay, she but I've had that happen to me before, yes. and that's incredibly embarrassing. It I is embarrassing. That. It is embarrassing. And Scott is like totally deflated by it and it's yeah, yeah. it's kind of great I mean it's another classic like yeah, team people scene. Kurt and Evan are like making paper airplanes and like just throwing them I think that's okay funny. they're throwing them at the brotherhood who are standing in the corner not on the stands like I just know. standing there they're us they are us they're in high us. school 100% oh, I, except I, I we went underneath the bleachers and would hang out there so there's yeah. that yeah but they they are like standing in the corner of the gym I don't know it's they're weird goths and I love I, them this is like a crazy scene by the way because it's like 
Guys, did you know that Lance is straight? And I, not for a second of any of this do I believe that at all. Like, I mean, I, just, I guess. He spends most of the scenes actually harassing Kitty, so... Uh, yeah, but this is like, I don't know. I feel like I also get a really gay vibe from Avalanche on this show, and I don't know why. It's um, just, well, it is. didn't you have, like, kind of a little crush on him when you were a kid? Is this just I did, but also thinking? maybe it's because he's... Okay, maybe it's because he's also supposed to be Richter or not Avalanche, and Richter is Richter gay. Richter is and even gay. Though, yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like mainly I just get a sociopath vibe from Lance. Like, mainly I mean, I'm like, that, damn, okay. I, well, I don't know. He's like also a teenager. It's hard to tell that shit then. So Fred's like, Fred is like, why the fuck are we even coming to school anyway? Mystique's gone. Yeah. And Peach is like, it's because Lance wants to get stuck in Kitty's pussy. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, okay, I love how Pietro is like, I'm definitely gay here. He's like, He's like, Lance and Katie in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And Lance tries I like to watching smack girls. him and like Pietro like runs super fast out of the way and then they all laugh at each other, which I like I this lo- too. I like, I like the four of them hanging out now because I, I said, I They're totally They're all shitty to this. each other, but that's like, well, I don't know, that's it's teenagers. It's like shitty love that we also did back in the day. We were all awful to each other. Yeah, okay? but we, just, Except imagine if the brotherhood are. also had live journal. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, then I Q Rogue walks by, which I thought was an interesting choice to have yes. her walk by the Brotherhood because it almost seems like she was hanging out with them just a second ago. That's it what does. it like. Or it's like me. she's looking at them and kind of thinking, like, oh yeah, those used to be my friends, and like sort of making the decision not to stand with them. I think, but I think we see that a lot in this show. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, she walks by, she sees Kitty and talk, talking to this other guy who's going to later be revealed to be Arcade. Uh, oh, that's the fun. guy with like. Yeah, he's got like the little like backpack on that mm-hmm. goes over his shoulder. Yeah. Um, and wears the glasses. I don't know if they were gonna do more with him than they did in season two, but he is here for right now. Kitty's hanging out with them because they're like nerds and they hang out a computer class together. Cute. And then Rogue sees this other girl who's got like crazy purple hair. Risty Wild. I thought she was and she's got a British accent. The first time I saw the show, I was like, is this gonna be Psylocke? I yeah. really thought that. That but it wasn't. Fun. It's not Psylocke. So, <laughs> it's Mystique in a weird cosplay as a new okay, kid But also, this version of Mystique is even more gay than I've ever seen Mystique. Like, I, Risty Wild does not come off as like a yeah. straight girl to me. She doesn't. I mean, like, I'd be shipping it if it weren't like Rogue's mom. So, I know, but also, why is this the four that Mystique's know. choosing Mystique to take? So she's like, awkward. like, she's like, hi, I'm a hot this. British girl that's gonna be like hitting on you. And Rogue's I like, need oh, that's kind of cool. Finding my way to geometry class, and Rogue is kind of like, okay, I'll I'll help you. And like, that's they have a little short conversation. We don't need to recap it all. It, basically, it's just Risty Wild introducing all the facts about herself. Also, five seconds. Risty Wild. Yeah, I love what, that. that's not anything. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so Lance then climbs up through the stands, throws a guy aside, and he goes, oh, hey, Kitty, didn't see you there. Which I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, subtle. Kitty then goes, oh, look, it's the walking Richter scale. Shouldn't you be erupting somewhere? Which, again, Richter. I thought it was interesting. They called him Richter, and I was like, okay. And then then Lance looks over at the Brotherhood, who's just, like, laughing at him, which... <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Because he's striking out. Yeah. So then Lance kind of like sits back in the stands and like cools yeah. his jets for a second. And then this other teacher comes in and he introduces this new principal who's named Mr. Edward Kelly because yep. sure, it's Senator Kelly, but he's a principal. Well, okay. I'm going to just put this out here that 
by season three or four, he gets so angry at mutants, he starts running from there and then starts sort of platforming a senator thing. So that is the direction they yeah. were running oh, at. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's still like a public service job, so... It's right. believable that he would become a senator later on. Right. I, I don't know. I kind of liked this build for Senator Kelly on this show. Yeah, it's a cool backstory. So then Lance causes a little earthquake while everybody's cheering for the senator and Kitty turns to stare at him and he kind of like smiles and oh, waves. No, we call him the senator. Okay, we got to call him Principal Kelly. We cannot go three seasons by calling him like per- Senator Kelly. Principal Kelly. Principal Kelly. Presider? Presider Kelly? President Kelly. So then okay. Kitty turns around and looks at Lance while he's causing this little earthquake and he like smiles and waves at her and she turns back around but she like kind of laughs a little bit like she's encouraging him and Lance is like great she was impressed by that I'm gonna try to fucking kill someone in front of her (laughs) and see if she's impressed by that this is the part of why I'm like "Mm, I don't know if this is regular teen behavior I think this is I don't know I think well I don't know what the deal with Lance is and so then the scoreboard is detaching from the ceiling yeah because of Lance he's causing it it goes to land on principal Kelly and it goes commercial break. And I'm like, uh, Principal Kelly dies or not. Anyway, <laughs> we cut back. Gene uses her powers to secretly move Principal Kelly. Yes. He doesn't really understand what happened. Yeah. That, okay, but then Kitty's fucking Valley Girl accent comes back to this one line where she turns around and she goes, Lance, like, um, uh, like, get a clue, okay? And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you yeah. were doing so well, Kitty. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, and then Lance shrugs like, wow, I can't believe you weren't turned on by me trying to kill that guy. Like, wow, bitch. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then Principal Kelly has a long fucking monologue. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was, but I think... Well, he says a couple things that are important because they're referred to later. One of them is that he has this little line here about how I'm sure all of you have special talents that nobody knows about and like you're all going to develop them here at school. Like it's like a classic like motivational speech kind of a dealie. Right. And then the other thing he talks about is the soccer game, the championship that Gene's right. team is going to be a part of. Those are the only two things you really need to know. And like yeah. the bit about special talents is what the Brotherhood is going to like make fun of later by being like, yeah, we have special talents. All right. You don't I, know what see, they okay, are. But here's the thing. As I kind of wonder if if anything had gone on differently here for Principal Kelly, would he have been anti-mutant? You know, I like, think it, not. See- I think he would have been in favor and that this is we're sort of watching the radicalization of him here because the yeah brotherhood, same because like the brotherhood's about to fuck it up but then xavier also fucks it up you I know, know and so I between know. the two of it's them i think yeah. i don't know i i kind of got this vibe that i never caught the first time before i was like i'm like i don't think principal kelly and this is starts off bad i, I agree. think he gets i agree i think he flips sides which i think is interesting i mean it's I do it's too. just introducing another complex moral quandary where it's like whose fault is this exactly and like could he have been convinced it's xavier's yeah i don't know it's interesting. i don't know anyway so outside scott's asking some girl if they've seen gene and he, they're like no i think he went off with duncan or whatever and it's yeah. like okay great yeah. Then we're back to Lance trying to get Kitty's attention again, and he grabs her wrist, and she's like, "He's like, you should come with me." Like, and I'm like, I don't know what I don't even know what Lance wants. Like, what theoretically to have sex with her? But yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. I think Maybe he just like try- I think he just likes controlling people. I know, I know, you had a crush on him when you were a child, but no, but this Lance is really is the last to me. Like, okay, this is really the last time after this episode. Where he acts like this, like because I know for a fact later hmm. on, he he's we'll more see, like Ryan. the response. We'll no, I'm telling you, he kind of becomes like the responsible one within the Brotherhood. I don't know how he gets there. There, and then he tries becoming an X Man. Like he doesn't. It changes when Boom Boom comes into the picture because then 
I think Boom Boom flips everything upside down for the Brotherhood. And sort of they're like, oh, wait, what? Like, you know, so I think that might be what changes him. And plus, that's why I think Lance is supposed to be Richter's because Boom Boom is friends with Richter. Right. Like they're they're close in the comics. But yeah. then like in this, then her and Lance have that sort of same relationship. So I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll get there. We'll decide if you're still terrified of Avalanche well, at the end of the, the season moment, or not. He just seems like a guy who really wants power, which I you can interpret that however you want. But like he wants to control Kitty. But luckily, Kitty has superpowers that make it so she can escape yeah. anything. So she can get away from the, him trying but to Scott's coming over and he's like, uh, let go of her and fuck me instead, Lance. And I was like, what's and happening And Lance is here? like, why are you even here? And Scott is <laughs> like, it's between you and me. And then like puts his hands to his glasses like he's going to fucking blast Lance. But it was like between Lance and Kitty two seconds ago. I don't know and so then Lance is like pushing him around he's like oh yeah why don't you blast me with your powers and I like that Kitty's like don't let him bait you Scott he knows you can't use your powers in public so then then they leave yeah and then I like this next bit where Avalanche is like why are we staying in the closet anyway and yeah. Fred's like well Mystique said we had to and Avalanche is like forget that shit she's not even here anymore I say we take Principal Kelly's advice and go public with her gayness that's yeah. pretty much yep. that comes down to mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that I disagree with the way they go about doing it but I like uh, that they too. decide separate from Mystique I feel like Mystique. it would be cool if they just were like we're all mutants yeah and everybody has to deal with it and then like that would kind of force the X-Men out of the closet anyway but like the, on on their own accord you know instead yeah. of like Lance what, which we're about to see where you like I know. We can talk, we, let's just talk about it when we get there we can, well, we're like already there so basically yeah. now it's the Bayville High Rally. Xavier shows up. I think I think Storm's pushing him. I thought it was Logan, but then Storm's not they there. They don't so. show it. Yeah, it's just some random mysterious person who we never see is is pushing Xavier's chair. Who is it? I we know. don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just a floating chair. Why not chair just again. have Xavier wheel himself in? Like, why have a character who doesn't exist be I in this I don't scene? know. And, but all the X-Men are here, so maybe it was one of them. I don't know. So yeah. then, Maybe it's Evan. Then Principal Kelly comes out. He's like, in honor of the soccer team, here's our school mascot, which is a hawk, the which they Phoenix. then... Set, yeah, they literally set it on fire. And I was like, wow, this is not even subtle that this okay, is the direction like the show is going to go in. Okay, I, I thought that this was crazy that they had pyrotechnics for a school model of an eagle or whatever the fuck it is i was like how do they afford this <laughs> but the whole reason they have that is so that then at the end it can like get really heightened quickly and then also be like oh the only thing that happened wasn't mutant powers it was just a pyrotechnics accident and i'm like okay but no high school can afford pyrotechnics like this is I know. crazy like what it's like the fucking olympics yeah like they have it's like the fucking olympic rings like the olympic torch yeah. or whatever and they, like, like they fucking like those that's what's happening here but for here it's the dark phoenix yeah so it's a it's a phoenix but it's an eagle the announcer's saying shit toad takes the announcer's microphone with his tongue the announcer's like what was even that yeah and then lance and the brotherhood are standing on top of I don't even know the announcement announcers booth. The announcers I guess. booth, yeah, like they're up at the top of the stands. Like this is a really fucking fancy stadium, by the way. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I my high school had this. Yeah, mine did too, but we didn't have like all of. We didn't this have a stuff. pyrotechnic hawk, but yeah. we had everything. All this other shit. And so then Lance takes the microphone from the announcer or from Toad, who took it from the announcer, and he's like, "Excuse me, folks, can I have your attention up here?" And they're all wearing their costumes. This is like their grand right. announcement of how gay they are. It would be adorable <laughs> if they weren't about to like fuck it all up for everyone. 
Right. Rogue and Kitty stand up in shock. Everybody's standing up. Kitty yells, Lance. Scott is like, what the fuck is he doing? Pietro yeah. like dashes down to adjust the spotlight, which is so gay. And I loved it. He's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> doing he puts the lighting. Back in the spotlight. He's like, okay, I know. we need to make our coming out story look really good. Okay, guys. <laughs> so then he rushes back up there. And then Lance is like, that's better. My name's Lance. I also call myself Avalanche because I'm a mutant and I'm gay. And then there's a commercial yeah, I know break. That's what happens. I did. And then I don't and know. And then they all come back. And then he's like, says everybody's code names. And he's like, we're all mutants. We're born we're different. different. We're just born this way, baby. And he's like, I can't yeah, believe he's doing this. And then Lady Gaga this. starts playing and he flips over the back of the stadium. And it's like, do And then Toad spits green goop in the face of this random teacher who's like trying to get up there. And Toad's like, mutants only. And then Lance is like, still talking to the microphone. He's like, you see. There's a lot of mutants at Bayville High. Scott Summers, he's fucking gay. So is Jean Grey. She's a big old lesbian. And most of their pals <laughs> over at the Xavier Institute, they're all freaking gay, which is kind of a school for gay kids. And Rogue is like, <laughs> and Rogue's uh, like yeah, I like Rogue's we are like, getting busted. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, I like thought Rogue this was reaction. fucked up. This is where I was like, you shouldn't have done this, Lance. That's really, really yeah. mean. So then Lance is like, being mutants means we have special powers, which means we can make little improvements. For instance, we thought this game would be more fun if the goals were further apart. And then he like makes a huge earthquake that like sends a bunch of kids inside of this like ravine. Crack. Which is I, the, bad. I know. Gene <laughs> catches one with their arms without using their powers. I don't think yes, they I don't think really they do. Sh- they don't use their powers. Yeah. Or they try not to. And so then Lance is like, we figure the principal ought to have a little better perspective on his student body. And then Pietro starts like whirling around the principal and like raising him up into the air. I mean, at this point, it's just like they're torturing humans, which is not ideal. Yeah, I know. It's not great. Not good. Well, okay. We say they, but it's specifically Avalanche and Pietro. Like Fred and like Toad are just kind of there They're just kind of chilling, honestly. That's a good point. There's like a point at one point where like Fred like grabs a bench and shakes it. But I was like, I don't know. Anyway. So anyway, Quicksilver does his little thing and Cyclops grabs his bag and goes, sorry, Professor X. The cat's out of the bag. And Xavier's like psychically like, uh, Storm, shit's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, I did like though that Xavier didn't stop them. Like I was like no, expecting I him I, to. I, like that too. I was expecting Xavier to be like, Scott, don't fucking do this. You have to stay in the closet. We only do have a anonymous gay sex. We're not out of the closet. Yeah. We go on like, Craigslist only. He doesn't only. stop him though. He just kind of looks at Scott sadly. And I was like, yeah, good dude. Like let him make his own choices. Yeah, seriously. This is when Fred's grabbing. Oh, this is what he does. Fred grabs this Phoenix mascot. Yeah. I don't even know. He just grabs it, but Cyclops like blasts it out of his hands. I don't even know what Fred was going to do with it. Like, yeah, I we don't, don't either. Know. But I actually think Scott made it worse in this situation. Like, Fred was probably just going to lift it up and be like, yeah, we got a mascot. Yeah, I know. But then, it, like, now the mascot is being blasted into the school and catching Which on fire. Which catches on fire. Like, Scott, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. This is when the humans start doing that thing for X-Men, the animated series opening where they start running away and yeah, screaming. Which, you know what? Like, good idea. In this case, yeah, I know. good idea. <laughs> and then Scott's like, all right, Lance, you want our dicks out on the open? Well, let's put them out there. And, and Lance, Lance is, is like, like, I've been, been waiting, waiting to fuck this. you in public my entire time. And I was like, oh, this is okay, them. But then the next thing that happens is they literally just start slap fighting. And I laughed really <laughs> hard at that. Like, they don't even use their powers. It's like Lance and Scott just run up to each other and they're like, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they st- they're like then they fall on the ground and start doing the Wolverine and Sabretooth thing where know, they just start wrestling. everybody else is standing in the background like uh, I don't even what? know. So Spike Spike <laughs> in the background takes out the lights and Kitty phases through the video camera Very destroying helpful. the tape. I love That's that. That's all we see their powers do. And then 
Jean, well, I guess Jean uses her powers to move Pietro away from Senator Kelly, does, but not yeah. that you can Every, tell that's what happened. All the X-Men happened. are like doing good here. They're like using their powers in cool ways. Right. But Jean grabs Principal Kelly to help him up, but he pushes her away and then he runs away. Yes. Uh, this yes. is when Fred tears apart the bleachers and shakes them. And Rogue's like, well, I'm going to make some like fat joke here. And I was like, Rogue, please don't. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, Why? I know. So then she knocks out Fred with her powers really quick. Toad like is springing around randomly. I don't know. Toad, Toad's just writing Kurt's cock in public. I don't know what this is about. And I then, don't know. They're fucking. Lance and Scott yeah. are also still fucking in the background. Yeah, Cyclops, I think, I think Cyclops, I don't know what this fight is. It's like really bad. Like they're not doing a good job. I know. Well, they are all kids. So I feel like it's kind of believable that like the Brotherhood picked this fight and then didn't really know what to do afterwards. They were like, uh. Right. Like the Brotherhood just goes ahead, outs everybody and they're like, shit, cat's on the back now. So then they also go on the field and fuck like <laughs> like what's happening yeah luckily like, most of the humans are gone like i don't know that isn't explained by the way like xavier couldn't have gotten to everybody because i like, don't didn't i don't people know run away? but then but storm shows go? up storm uses her powers. she makes a bunch of torrential rain puts out the fire which is right very thank god she does something and this is what i thought was interesting is that even though the brotherhood outed them the x-men are actively hit, like being by the brotherhood side here because kitty's yeah, now Kitty trying goes to help to lance. lance and like holds his unconscious body in her arms which i was like i don't know how to feel about this i don't know either and then rogue goes over to pietro and fred which they're both perfectly fine by the way and i thought it was just... actually kind of nice that fred woke up instantly i was like damn fred is like a really strong mutant yeah like, i know and then so Rogue just goes over to Pietro and Fred and kind of like hangs out with them. Kurt then picks up Toad and carries him away. And I was like, okay, so like the X-Men are mad that they've been outed, but I think... But they're also like not pieces of shit. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough because like these are the kids that have been bullying them and they're also like being nice to them. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about I, it. I feel like but I feel like the Brotherhood is bullying them, but like they're also sort of friends at this point. Like they've all got their weird friendships within the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird vibe because it's like on some level, the X-Men maybe have figured out that the only reason why they're doing so well is because Xavier took pity on them and like not the Brotherhood. So it's like these kids are so fucked. Like they have no I also sort of read it as like they kind of weren't standing with Xavier or the Brotherhood. They were kind of standing with Scott. That's what I kind of felt like. like. And I felt like I, I felt like the Brotherhood outed them, which was not good. But that the X-Men willing to be like, okay, we're out, we're outed, fuck, we're just, let's go with it. I think they want to be out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they also wanted to save everyone. I mean, like, the right. X-Men in the show are just, like, good kids, and they're, like, stuck in the middle of a conflict they don't necessarily want to be in, which I like. Yeah. I like that for them. Right. So then... Um, Storm lands next to Xavier, who's like, oh, thanks for fixing everything. And Storm's like, no downpour can make people forget what they've seen here. The secret's out. And Xavier's and like, Xavier's maybe like, not. Well, maybe I maybe just I can fucking brainwash, brainwash everyone. every My favorite single thing person to do. who's ever been here. And Storm is like, can you not? do that <laughs> i laughed so hard at that and xavier literally screams i really have no choice i was like you do though xavier and it, because you're about to do this it's about to make things so much worse for the x-men I know. because xavier's like i'm just gonna like brainwash everyone and it's like a terrifying scene by the way terrifying. where it's like it is, presented as like some nightmare sequence i know and then the last one, he tries to brainwash Principal Kelly, but then he doesn't even do it. He doesn't do it correctly because it's like, so part of why Storm objects is because she's like, your mind can't take the strain of that. And Xavier's like, whatever, bitch. And he like does it anyway. <laughs> and like, of course he can't do everyone because he'd have to fucking brainwash 
like an entire stadium full of people. So he gets most of them, but then Senator Kelly's like the last person and he fucks it up and they're both like yelling out in pain and then Xavier passes out and it's like, what yeah. happened? Like, did he fuck up Principal Kelly's mind? Apparently, yes. So that's going to cause problems for everyone later. Well, right, exactly. And it's like, okay, I don't know. I think it sucks that the Brotherhood added them. I don't agree with that. I do agree that the Brotherhood is okay with coming out. I think that's cool that they did that. Yeah. But then, like, once when the X-Men are out, Xavier's like, let's just shove everyone, like, literally everyone back to the closet, including the Brotherhood. And I was like, that's not even your responsibility, dude. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I know. Like, technically, he reversed the choice that the Brotherhood had made to come out and was like, no, you don't I get agree. to come and that's, out either. That is inherently where I have a problem. I have a problem with, like... I mean, it's like both sides... I mean, both of these sides are bad. I'm on the third side, which is Scott's side, which is like, there has right. to be something between these. Oh, yeah, these, like, like why can't we come between. out? It's like, a, it's not, it's not really even related. Like, what it's, if we just come out and just don't make a big deal about it? Like, that's what Scott is saying. Yeah, and also, like, save people, like, use our powers to actually help people. Like, that's... And Xavier's, like, helping people? I don't know what that is. He only uses the powers to help himself and, like, protect himself. Again, again, that's what this all is. It's like, he brainwashes everybody because he doesn't want... Supposedly he's doing it to protect the kids, but I think he's protecting himself. I don't really buy it. I think he's protecting himself. Like, because if if the whole public finds out that Xavier has a school full of gay kids or mutants or whatever, yeah. like, then that's going to look badly on him, you know? I guess, but it's like, sooner or later, people are going to find out. So, like, what are you going to do? But I mean, also, it's also like... I like how your theory was that Xavier was sort of changing at the beginning of the episode, but then he was like back on his bullshit at the end of it. He's like, no, well, he's actually, afraid. I'm just going to take this away from everybody. Like, I'm going to be the one who's going to control when we come out and we don't when we don't come out. But then it turns out that like Magneto somehow was involved with this. I don't yes, know. Like, that's true. There is that secret reveal at the very end. And also Magneto's doing the same shit that Xavier's doing where Magneto's like, we're not ready to come out yet. Even though like two seconds ago, Magneto was like, we're going to have to out everybody and we're going to make everybody fight for Asteroid M and everyone has to deal with the fact that we're here. And now Magneto's like, let's hide all that. And yeah, I, was like, I don't know. I guess I, I'm not really sure how to interpret Magneto's behavior there, which I guess we can just explain and then we can talk about it. I mean, it's, it's barely explained. It is barely explained. So we actually don't know that his motivation. So Xavier wakes up and Storm and Logan and Scott are watching him because this is X-Men. Someone was asleep and other people were watching it. <laughs> So, like everybody everybody everybody's watching it so then logan's like easy charles take it slow you th you threw your brain into overload and then storm is like but it worked eyewitnesses believe the hawks exploding fireworks caused the damage and xavier's like what about the broadcast and then logan is like nothing there was some kind of weird magnetic interference that knocked the station off the air seconds before yeah and then xavier's like magneto my could boyfriend? my boyfriend still be alive and logan's like yeah probably and this is also when like logan and scott are like looking the same age and they're also like on top of each other they're just getting closer and closer and i was like what is happening yeah like, I don't why know. Scott are they is 27 years they're old in a, now. they're in an empty room together basically and they're just hanging out in there well also storms there and xavier come on yeah i will I, I i don't know so then scott is like i guess we're back under wraps where we should be it's like you said the world isn't ready to learn about us and i was like no oh, i don't scott. like that that's like the lesson that scott gets from this like that's a cloaky lesson where it's I not know. good the cloaky lesson is like don't tell anybody you're gay for your own safety and it's like cloaky <laughs> fuck off <laughs> 
So Xavier's like, I'm afraid not, Scott. Hopefully Lance and the others will come to realize that as well. My only concern is Principal Kelly. I was inside his mind when I blacked out and I'm not sure I finished the job. And then it like dramatically shows Principal Kelly looking out the window of the office and like looking pissed off and like afraid. And it's like, yeah, dude, you fucked up like really bad. And now everything's going to be wrong. I was like, wow. And then it's like the end. I was like, wow, this episode just delivers a shitty message across the board. Yeah, it kind of does. But I'm also like... I don't know what the right thing to do was, but I think that's a strength of the episode because it's like there really wasn't yeah, I do too. anything you could do because even if Xavier hadn't done anything. We're, yeah, we're then, not we're not in the 80s anymore where there needs to be an actual like lesson here. You know what I mean? Like this is it could just be a show about like real life. Yeah. So like if Xavier hadn't done anything, the way the mutants would have been outed would be the Brotherhood like trying to kill a bunch of people at a soccer game, which like that's yeah. not good. Is the first mutant outing is like a bunch of mutants try to kill people like that okay, is but it's, it's not even that. It's just Avalanche because Fred and Pietro and Toad are just they don't do anything. Pietro yeah. like dances around I mean, and this creates is part a little of why tornado. It's sad if Lance becomes the leader because Lance is like the most extreme one of them. Like he, Dude, this is like again, this is like we don't see this anymore. This it's is where it too ends. bad because it. Okay, so part of why it's too bad is because like if you have a character like Magneto who's like we need to kill humans, it's because humans are oppressing them and the oppression already exists because mutants are already out in that situation. Whereas Lance is like preemptively attacking humans for no reason like well, we he's don't like i'm gonna see... come out and they're gonna kill me so therefore right now i have to jump ahead of them and i don't yeah, it's like and it's kind of too though, bad because i'm like i do wish that the show had a little more like explicitly political takes espoused by the characters because i feel like it would yeah. help if it did it's like one of the few flaws where i'm like well these are teenagers so i guess they haven't really thought through everything they're doing yet so instead it's just like a character study about these teenagers which i still really enjoy but I'm also like, it'd be cool if Magneto was here at all, like having that perspective and being like, okay, I, you know, survived the Holocaust. And so this is why I think this, like, even that would help if he was like, I have this political backstory. We we don't ever find anything about Magneto on this show, really, which is unfortunate. I know. I know. It's just like, I'm saying, I'm like trying to invent motivations for the brotherhood because I like don't want it to be this way, but yeah, I yeah. don't either. I mean, like I do, like I said, I do like that. They're like, well, Mystique told us to stay in the closet, Which, but we don't actually want to do it. That? I, that's I interesting, know. too. Well, because at the time she was the principal of the school. Yeah, so and probably... also it's Mystique and she has like this very tortured relationship with herself and like being like, I needed to protect myself my whole life. Like she has sort of she's like the anti Xavier, but like has similar issues with herself in some in some ways. So that's interesting. Yeah, no, instead Mystique is like walking around as rogues, like new like fuck friend. I don't ultimate, know. That's like, weird. Ultimate closeting of herself to be like, yeah, I don't even get to be mystique anymore like i fucked that up so now i just need to be a whole new person again like it's really sad so she's I mean, like it is really sad definitely um hiding herself in that sense but I yeah mean, you, okay if you know anything about mystique and you watch the show for the first time and you didn't know that that was mystique that risty was mystique you can still tell it story because risty has mystique's eyes mm-hmm. for some reason i don't know why mystique doesn't change that I don't know. Maybe because like deep down she like wants Rogue to know that it's her, but also like she doesn't at the same time. I yeah. don't know. This is a good episode. I I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'll give it like a four point five you out can of give five. It a five. You can do whatever you want. Well, I wasn't quite out of five because like I don't like that the <laughs> I don't like some of the 
the choices made, but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was really strong. I really, I really enjoyed it. I liked not knowing how I felt about the characters. And I, I feel like it's kind of rare that the show does that. But it's also not quite fine because it's not something that like blew me away, but it's like pretty close. Like I thought it was a good start. I thought it was a good setup for what this season's going to be about, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it does that well. Yeah. I like that we met the new mutants. I like that Xavier's Institute isn't just going to be like these same six X-Men like X-Men the Animated Series is. Yeah, it's going to be like 20 X-Men and they're going to have to recruit Beast or whoever because they're not going to be able to teach them all because there's like... 10 kids there now. You know what's so. actually important is that after this season, we don't see them really do any more recruits. I think season four was going to end up with them recruiting like Gambit and Moonstar. Like, you know, like, well, I isn't think Gambit all like too old happen. to be recruited on this show? Though? Doesn't matter. I mean, there's adults here. Yeah, so no, who I fucking mean, I knows? Guess you're right. He could. It's also funny to picture him as a teacher, but yeah. Anyway. yeah well, but also, Gambit's only like 20 in this. So, like, right. he's not so that he can't old. Really like, he's be... still a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also Colossus. I think Colossus was going to join too because there's this whole thing where he starts out evil, but then like Logan's fighting him, and Colossus is like, "You don't understand. I'm doing this because I have to." And I think it's because like it was going to lead to magic or whatever being mm-hmm. held captive. So I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff going on here. I think season four was going to end up with them gaining more X-Men because I know at the end of the series they did that like one photo that's like and here's all the X-Men that we're gonna join that we didn't get a chance to put in here and it shows like Angel there and all that shit so mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen yeah I don't know season four it's just lost and I'm, I'm mad that we don't get to see Emma Frost on the show because she was planned I have literally literally they released the images of what she was gonna look like and it's like damn yeah so that is too bad was she gonna be an adult though or no she was gonna be a teenager but like yeah that would have been Cool. Here's my theory. I was like, I'm like, they probably were going to not do the Hellfire Club. They would have done something that would have been like a country club. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of fun ways you could do it. Like, I right. don't know. I It's too bad we didn't get that. I, I'm just going to enjoy the show while we can because Me too. this has been really fun. It has been. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, wait, we have to talk about who's gay. Who's gay? The X-Men Magneto are gay. I know that's not till the very end, but it is top of mind. I mean, there's like moments where like, I don't know, like Scott and Avalanche, Russell and Toad and Kurt do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, but also Pietro. Pietro's always gay. He's just a gay character. He's like, Kitty and Lance sitting in a tree. F-U-C-K-I-N-G. And I'm like, okay, Pietro, we know you're imagining Lance fucking Kitty, but you're not like pretending Kitty's there. You're pretending it's <laughs> you're you. You're pretending you're there? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know who Pietro's into. That's like a tragic doomed love story if Pietro's into Lance. Because Lance is apparently just busy being obsessed with Cyclops in a weird way. I don't I even don't know, even know what that's about. I feel like Lance just has like a power problem where he's like, I just want to be in charge of everybody. I don't care who. Like that's at least that's how his character is right now. So he's a tragic character to me. I, I'm just scrolling through and looking to see if there's like a else. lot of queer coding going on here. There but is, that's, but that's like, not I think, the same thing. Uh, Mystique's gay. Mystique is gay. She's not really in this episode. Well, she is. 
She's risky wild. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shipping the fact that like she's being this weird like gay friend of it Rose. It does feel but, like, like a sad like older queer response to a thing where it's like just come out and tell the person the thing. Like both she and Xavier in this feel that way to me where it's like why are you doing this weird workaround thing where you like won't just I don't admit know. that you're I don't gay. know. It also seems like a, a, a start to a really uncomfortable porn where it's like mother knows best and it's yeah. like uh, I don't know if I want to watch this like <laughs> yeah it'll be fun though because i don't know i like it when this show is is complicated it's cool i mean it, it definitely is complicated and i i appreciate that about this show it's and it's like as i said at the beginning of this recording it's emotionally very complicated and we just we're not going to see that again in another x-men show for a long while so or i mean i hope we do because i feel like this is the stuff that's really good i do too and also they have to introduce the mutants to the mcu which means they've been closeted this whole fucking time so i think we probably are going to get some narratives that are kind of like that which could be interesting I hope so i guess i said i think x-men evolution is probably a good example of how to have these characters already be there that's mm-hmm. kind of what i'm saying but we don't need to talk about the mcu right now because no we we're, don't by the time that this is coming out, we're like a week away from WandaVision, and then you're just going to have to hear us talking about that obsessively. So, I mean, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, or at least we're going to enjoy it. So, all right, let's talk about plugs, shall we? Uh, yes. And Pluggy is not here. <laughs> I scared Pluggy away with my own Dark Phoenix powers. And I mean, you just used your guitar and you played a little tune and like <laughs> hit Pluggy, and then play, Pluggy is like, Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck somebody else. So they like left. <laughs> Thank goodness I have superpowers, you know? So yeah, we all have superpowers. If you would like to tell us what you think of this episode, what you think of the holiday special, really just anything, your feelings on Pluggy, you can email us at themutantages at gmail.com and we will read that on our listener feedback episodes. You can also go to mutantages.com and you can find links to our Discord server, which you can join, hang out with other Mutant Ages fans and you can find our voicemail, which is 1508-319-1668 and leave us a message and sing us a song or just tell us a story or shoot the shit, whatever. It's just a voicemail inbox. You can't actually reach us that way but you know we'll play it on the list or feedback apps yeah you can tell us what you thought about this stream on there if you want yeah you can and we also have a p.o box if you want to write us a letter send us a postcard send us a arm from a mr sinister action figure whatever you want to do you can send it to p.o box <laughs> like just the arm for just the arm natick massachusetts 01760 i mean it's expensive to send an entire action figure so maybe you just want to send the arm that's true you said you send it in pieces over time that yeah, is something Mr. Sinister would do, Mr. honestly. Sinister, please. Um, so social media. We're we both have individually. We're on everywhere. It. I'm at Minnie Myers on Twitter, Instagram. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and at Ryan.pagella on Instagram. Tell us uh, about also, your vlog. Tell I us have about a vlog. It's not <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to make it interesting during the pandemic, and it's just been like one release a week versus the three I was doing before. But I have been going out and checking out some cool Christmas light displays. I know that that is now over by the time you listen to this. But if you want to go relive that, we hey, went go back and watch. Yeah, it. we went to Six Flags. So it finally opened up again, at least for the holiday stuff. So we went and checked that out. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But probably by the time this comes out, there'll be some more New Year's Eve Christmas oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, but we also have a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where I've been recently posting all the demon stop animations without Maddie and I laughing over them so you can hear how bad they really are. <laughs> how, or how good uh, they really are. Some yeah, are they are. Good. 
Uh, but that's at the Mutant Ages, and we're playing through every X-Men game on there as well. And we also do other sort of parodies. Like Yeah, there's right old now. videos on there of like us doing oh, yeah, all kinds of shit. React yeah. to shit. Or we react to our own projects that we made when we were younger. Mm-hmm. We also take clips from this show and line it up with the cartoons. So that's a lot of fun. We put a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. You can also find the Mutant Ages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, and Twitter. Well, I don't know. You name it, we're on it. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're taking over the world, baby. And if you want to support us financially, like if you have some disposable income, you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and become a donor and get access to donor only content like bonus episodes, outtakes from the podcast, outtakes from videos, all kinds of fun shit. And also we give a shout out to our highest tier Patreon supporters. Our top tier Patreon supporters this week are, I don't have a good voice this week. I mean, like I'm not going to do Senator Kelly. So we'll just <laughs> say this. It's like, oh, we can do this avalanche. It'd be like, it's like, it's like, we're all mutants. And also, Soren B, Samuel B, and Zach S, they're big old mutants, too. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're all take mutants. that. They all go to Xavier's Institute, and they all are sorry, big bunch everybody. of mutants. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, so, but thank yeah, you for being our top tier supporters. Yeah, we're standing on top of the announcer booth. We're shouting into the microphone that all of them are mutants. So Yeah, and also, Pluggy's going to come back for this scene. So mm-hmm. We also have a store, by the way. If you yeah. have more disposable income and you want to buy a Pluggy is not there. The store is great. Uh, the store is we have great. The it's on time Teespring. Real. We have we have sweatshirts. We have T-shirts. We have masks. We have bags. We have mugs. You can get it with the logo. You can get it with time travels real. And if you can't support us financially in any kind of way, a big way you can help is to not only just tell your friends about it, but you can also leave us a star rating or a review on whatever you listen to the podcast on yes yes that's always very helpful it increases our visibility and it decreases our invisibility as we always that say that is true uh-huh and we're a completely fan-supported show so any way you can help is a huge help in the long run um and next week we'll be watching bada bean bada boom my favorite episode of x-men evolution oh uh, yeah featuring one of my boom, very boom. favorite x-men she's finally here finally she's here she's queer i can't wait She's definitely queer on this show. (laughs) She is. And it's exciting. We love this show. Um, So then we'll see you next time. See you next time. Logan, I'm coming. (laughs) You got to go check out that cute dog with Logan. That dog's long gone by now. The Mutant.